The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. everyone welcome to the uncle Devin show here on wol 1450 am 95.9 fm uh, i'm here in the silver spring studios and want to hope everyone's having a wonderful monday it's a beautiful day out actually here in washington dc and i hope it's wonderful wherever you are and you're listening to the show that is dedicated to elevating the whole field of children's music um, I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist with the Uncle Devin Show, and the Uncle Devin Show is an interactive musical experience for children that uses drums and percussion to cultivate their minds, sort of a dynamic cross between DC's Trouble Funk and Schoolhouse Rock. And I started this radio program, for those who have been listening, uh, to be able, or at least those who have been listening would know, uh, to be able to address the issue of what I call music adultification, uh, to be able to provide children with age-appropriate, culturally relevant, and as you will hear in just a moment, uh, relevant information to help educate, organize, and move our our community to uh, a greater height. Uh, many times in our community, uh, you know, there's no children's music programming, definitely in uh, the uh, the urban community. Uh, and I aim to change that. So on my show, we deal with that. And today's show is actually brought to you by the Black Student Fund. The Black Student Fund uh, provides financial assistance and support services to Washington, D.C., metropolitan area, African-American students, uh, grades pre-kindergarten to 12, and their families. Join them for their 47th annual school fair at the Washington Convention Center on September 27, 2019, for more information, go to blackstudentfund.org. That's blackstudentfund.org. And uh, coming to you a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to have the executive director from the Black Student Fund, Mr. Leroy Nesbitt, uh, that's going to come. And we're going to talk a little bit about their upcoming conference and um, a lot of the activities that they that they're sponsoring. I believe their conference is also sponsored by the Latino Student Fund as well. So we're going to talk a little to them in just a moment. But right now... I'm honored to have us journey back to California to some good friends of mine, um, Grammy-nominated artists, the Alphabet Rockers, who have, you know, what they, I, I guess I once heard someone say for the first time, they've done it again. <laughs> they have uh, created yet a, a another phenomenal CD. This one is called The Love. Uh, and I just want to welcome, I don't I think, we, do we have both Tommy and Caitlin? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There it Hello. is. The wonderful Alphabet Rockers. Welcome to the Uncle Devin show. Thank I love you. you, Uncle Devin. <laughs> you know, um I, I, I don't even know really what to say. Um I'm I'm listening to the C D. I know you all had been talking about this for a while, but I just want to congratulate you for yet another wonderful, wonderful C D and knowing the process that you all went through to put this together, um, it wasn't easy, but you all make it look easy. So thank you all for the work that yeah. you do. And uh, and won't you tell a little bit about the uh, about the, the the project? I believe you just had the CD release. Is that correct? Yeah, we uh, we released the actual music uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we did our like our release party yesterday. Oh actually, yes, at Pride, which was an amazing event. Oh wow! I I, I wish I could have been there for that. We started working on the album right after um, our Grammy nomination in 2018 for Rise, Shine, Book, And our goal there was to really write music that interrupted racial biases from um, both for white people like myself to um, do the necessary work to um, just get rid of nostalgic patterns mm-hmm. um, in parenting and childhood. And then for to have music that just really fed up um, children of color, especially um, black and Spanish-speaking, mixed heritage kids, 
in a light that's just their voice um, so that media could exist in that narrative. And I think that's totally why you're doing what you're doing, too, is just like, how do we shift the songs so that you can hear your story and not have to just adapt who you are to kind of fit into school and all that. So we continue that with the love. (laughs) Well, well, the love is great. I I love the artwork for this. And in fact, uh, uh, who's a little young, sharp, young person on the front, front cover there, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of your fans, actually, uh, little Tommy. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, I that's mean, just uh, a phenomenal yeah, artist. In, in playing, your, uh, playing your A to Z for a percussion <laughs> for him when he was younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, this is a, a phenomenal CD. So, if you, uh, so talk a little bit more about the CD. What's... Uh, what can people expect when they uh, hear your CD? They can expect to hear voices that don't particularly get heard and don't often are, are often not heard out in media, in the world, uh, mm-hmm. in our country. They're going to be hearing language that has going, I don't know, to help them uh, overcome their biases, open their blinders a little. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear themselves in it. They're going to hear and see how close they are to someone else. And they're going to, they're going to see that and catch that on this album. It's pretty dope. Wow. Now, I, I love... Yeah, and so yesterday we invited, um, you know, Tommy and I are known as Alphabet Rockers, but we have the four young people who are with us. And yes. Tom, Little Tommy is one of them that are young MCs, singers, movers, and... Um, then we had over 60 guest artists. Yes. And I know it sounds like a crazy number, but actually some of them are families and some of them are um, drummers, um, indigenous people, drummers, and then just so many different vocalists that we knew that we wanted to, to really shift a whole thinking about what is like diversity sound like in an album. And, and um, I think it's so cohesive. That's the craziest thing about it, mm-hmm. that we can go from talking about transgendered humans talking about black fatherhood and you feel like it's all your life mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's beautiful yeah yeah you know and i'm looking at the cover of the cd and i'm showing it to those who are um watching this on facebook uh live but it looks like and it's, it's got to have at least over 50 artists that participated in this um this project um and i and i remember when you put the call out i was so upset that i couldn't really be part of it because my schedule just didn't allow me to but you know, it was meant to be for this CD to come out in the way that it did. And, and I love, let me just even talk about the introduction. Um, and yeah. you know, your, your homage to, you were just talking about the Bay area and the number of languages and the number of cultures just in that area alone. Uh, can you, can, can you kind of give a summary? What's the, how do you pronounce, uh, and say that first one? Is it the, uh, this is, uh, Ohlone land. Okay. So explain that and talk a little bit about the intro. One thing I would say, too, that we learned even yesterday was that, you know, as this is a process called honoring our native land. It's about honoring um, pre-colonized land and the people who are still here with us mm-hmm. um, fighting for their rights, even. And um, we have a lot of leadership in this area, in the Bay Area. Um, so you get to hear a lot of the languages and, and tribes. And the one that we say, Ohlone land, is actually not even federally recognized. Mm. So there's still, like, a feeling of, like, tribal um, mm-hmm. ignorance, you know. So yes. it's, it was really important to us when we travel around the country, too, to be thoughtful about where are we and whose, whose land are we on. Yes. Um, and we, you know, we're part of a movement of artists and arts creators and culture keepers that are trying to shift our thinking about that and it's it's really easy to do you know i remember when we were in uh i believe we were in boston uh playing at an event and uh one of our colleagues um just innocently didn't you know uh, wanted all of us to get up together and and perform on stage this land is your land Mm. Uh, do you remember that i don't know if you remember that and and we both oh yeah were were saying that we couldn't do that now i and and part of it was just you know my understanding of the song at the time was that um you know I, I this isn't I this is stolen land and I've always maintained that now I do know that there has been a lot of discussion within the the uh, children's music network community about the real intent of um 
uh, was it Pete Seeger that wrote that? I can't remember the name of the author now, um, who wrote it, that it was not, it, it actually was paying homage to the Native Americans. And, 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 but the fact is, I love the fact that the debate is, is being discussed uh, even more. And mm-hmm. your CD mm-hmm. is really helping, um, you know, with that. And, um, and then I know you go to track number two where you say, We Royal. We royal and yeah. until you're free. And I mean, just if you just read the, the track titles in and of itself, it is powerful. And now talk about the difference between what you're doing and what we typically hear in the children's music genre. Oh, I'll, I'll speak on that. Um, well, for us, we are doing a lot of things, a lot of levels to it. We are musically being, uh, competing or being competitive or comparable to um, what's out there in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the content is, is, is what's very special. And that is, you know, we're still on the path of, you know, there's never too early to speak to your child about all these things. Right. And so what we're doing is we're opening up minds and, and really giving people permission to speak with their kids on these things. Right. Um, and that is just uh, something that a lot of children's musicians aren't doing there. You know, they're re, uh, they're creating music that's going to, you know, get their motor skills going and, mm-hmm. and other developmental things and like that. But we are uh, developing, uh, developing souls. Right. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and Uncle D, what I would say, too, about, you know, Pete Seeger writing children's music, I wonder, like, did, who was in the room with him to create the phrase, this land is your land? Mm-hmm. Because when sometimes when you create things within your own narrative, like whether that be me as a white woman, my narrative is only going to have access to certain viewpoints. So why not say, hey, I messed up, and that phrase didn't actually capture, it didn't reflect right. what I meant it to be intent, in, intended to do. And that's one of the things that I feel like we're witnessing in our culture is like who's going to step up and say I made a mistake and just be vulnerable about that and that's like a step towards progress versus like let's just trust the intent and mm-hmm. I think you know um, looking at how young people learn how to make mistakes like yes I don't think it's too young to say well I'm so women you know and then I look at these kids and call them sometimes and they and they wait yes. and they wait and they wait and then it's you know middle school or high school or college or an adult, and they're like, wait a second, why did you tell me that when that was not you? Why did you tell me that the pilgrims were this? Yes, <laughs> so I was like, exactly. oh, can I give them a secret? So we were late with it, but... Right. Um, well, what, what I'm going to do is... Uh, it's, we... it's not easy, but it's it's something I feel like we're all... And the writers, or the book writers are trying to do it, too. Is like, how can we get our knowledge up, you know? Right. Well, I want you to hold on if you can. If you have a couple more minutes, I want to, um, when we come oh, yeah. back, I want to make sure we give the information on how people can purchase your CD. But also, I want to talk about this issue of pronouns. You all did a marvelous yeah, job in the CD focusing on that the pronoun issue. Uh, just hold on. In 60 seconds, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Uncle Devin Show Ooh. here on WOL, 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. Be right back. <laughs> Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOL, at 95.9 FM. And we're back. Uh, You're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL, 1450 AM and 95.9 FM. Uh, On your listener dial in here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, Today's show is brought to you by the Black Student Fund. Uh, um, uh, the Black Student Fund is providing financial assistance and support services to Washington, D.C. metropolitan area African-American students, grades kindergarten, uh, pre-K to, to 12th grade, and and their families. Join them for their 47th annual school fair at the Washington Convention Center on September 27th, 2019. And for more information, go to the Black Student Fund dot org that's blackstudentfund.org and right now um and we're going to go to the executive director Leroy Nesbitt who just joined us in just a moment but on the phone right now um we have none other than the wonderful Tommy and Caitlin uh the the inspiration behind the alphabet rockers but it has absolutely become more of a movement so it's even bigger than they are <laughs> and I want you all to understand that what you all are creating is definitely far bigger than what 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 you all and I and and, and what you all created and 
I know that that was part of the intent of what you created uh, for the yeah. Alphabet Rockets. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk a little little bit about this. I I, I work um I, I I work outside of this. I'm an equal employment opportunity uh, investigator. Uh, I, I investigate contract and uh, discriminate. Well, I, I investigate complaints by federal government employees as a contractor. And this one mm-hmm. company I was working with um, in my and I, I signed it with their company name, but at the end of it, I had put pronouns he, his, or him. And they didn't know what that meant. They called me and asked me, said, well, we noticed that you put that on there. Why did you put that on there? And I explained it to them, and I'm, I'm a, not going to explain it now because I want you all to talk a little bit about it. Um, ultimately, they asked me to take it off because they weren't comfortable with huh. that representing the company at the time. But they weren't against it. They just said they didn't want to do more research. And until then, let's remove it since it wasn't something that was done universally. So I'm not trying to slam them. But it's a somewhat of a new concept. Talk a little bit about what you did on that CD, and you you deal a lot with the LGBTQ. I always get the letters alphabets wrong. Uh, community, uh, but you deal with uh, race, you deal with gender, you deal with sex. But talk a little bit about pronouns. Why was that important to have that information on on the uh, CD? Uh, you know, it was really important that, uh, like I said, that voices that I, that weren't normally heard were were being heard and. We obtained the knowledge of pronouns through our research for the album, and um, you know there's a there's a thing called the the gender wheel, and everybody's on it. Mm-hmm. And once we actually understood that as a cisgendered artist, we are on that wheel too. Then we, we were able to um, see ourselves on that wheel and see everyone else on it. Mm-hmm. And the wheel is so big that you can identify by how you feel and how you. How you want to be, and, and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a, it's been cool as like children's artists because we'll go into schools and you know a couple of years ago it was like all the boys and girls make noise and then we realized that you know we might actually be labeling people yes but they don't have that's not how they feel like absolutely in, you know for ages it's but oh you have short hair so you like you have long hair and then it's like well girls can have this and boys can, but also some people. Um, are non-binary. Yes. So I don't identify as either. And that's always been the case. It's just now there's more language mm-hmm. for folks to claim that. And our young people are at the are leaders in that way. Yeah, so absolutely. You'll hear on the, the album yeah. a young person talk about that who's 11 years old, and they use they, them pronouns, and that's it. Yeah. And so what we do, and so when you were trying to model it, is like, my name is Caitlin, I use she, her pronouns. And mm-hmm. You know, some people say, well, that seems obvious, but why should that be obvious? Right? Mm-hmm. You're just labeling. So we're trying to model just inclusivity. And it, it doesn't take any time or sweat to do it. It's just about, like, mm-hmm. making space. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and the young people are super down. Well, I mean, it's it's amazing. And I, I like the fact that you mentioned not only inclusivity, inclusivity but also about, um, you know, not assuming what someone and how someone wants to be addressed. Um, so yeah. for example, in, in, in the work that I do, sometimes I have to make a code email, send a code email to someone. And I, all I have is one, you know, a full name, you know, let's say Robert mm-hmm. Johnson. Well, some people will automatically say, dear Mr. Johnson. Well, how do we know that that person wants to be referred to? Or well, first of all, how do we know that right. Robert is a, is a, is a male in that instance? Um, and, um, uh, and, and the only way to really know is to be able to ask. And by putting pronouns at the end for me, it was to let whoever was on the other end receiving it, you know, especially, especially if they were aware that I am trying to be inclusive and accept them for who they are. Um, and so there are people who may appear to be male, for example, who refer to themselves as he, I mean, as she, uh, her or hers. And who am I to say that they're right or wrong um, in that, especially in a professional setting like that? So I love the fact that you all address that. And your CD really deals with the whole issue of diversity in a, in a strong way. One of my favorite songs on there is I Am Enough. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that song, please? Yes. Go ahead, Kay. Oh, man. Well, first of all, we, we worked with our family coalition, which is an LGBTQ um, organization in San Francisco that works with families. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, one of the artists, uh, I'll say artists, one of the people who works there just said, you know, I want your album to just make me feel like I am enough. Mm. And Tom and I looked at each other and we were like, whoa, that is huge. And right. so we had to let the song. 
Um, and it really does actually explore that we're not, um, and we, we work with some singers called the Singing Boys. Yes. Who, um, some folks use their own, some, you know, there's just lots of you know, gender identities in the crew. And um, we they, they were able to tell the story. Like, I am enough, and I don't need to fit into your boxes. You're right, exactly. Just let me be me. And, and my favorite line is actually, please don't try to read me or place me or mm. displace me. Because mm. a lot of stuff is like, okay, cool, well, I'm trying to, check you out on the street like who are you what yeah. gender are you but it's like why don't we just meet each other in the same way that yeah. you don't need to be labeled for the limits of like our lens on your on what your racial identities are right that's not fair either so that's it's right. like how do we how do we greet each other in this time which by the way is you know also see the violence like how do we just greet each other with this kind of love mm-hmm. and um i think that's what that song is about but it's glam <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and, and, how, and how can how can people how can people purchase your CD? We are on alphabetrockers dot com, so okay. that's yep. where we But every platform has us, and yes, we're grateful for it. The alphabet yep. rockers. Any platform you on, even title. Okay, okay, <laughs> right, and uh, you know, I I I I really love. I mean, you know, uh, there's so many on here. I can go on. Um, you had Be Strong, um, another wonderful mm. interlude, and then following that was Black Girl Magic. Uh, I thought oh, that was on, phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it was just absolutely wonderful. And and I I know you see me, and it reminds me. I know mm. even on my my last CD, I had put a song called um, See Yourself in the Picture. Um, yeah. And basically, uh-huh. you know, if a teacher took a picture of a classroom and put it up in the class, uh, it's natural for people to look for themselves to see how they fit in that picture. Right. But that there are those in society that don't want you to be able to see yourself in that picture. Right. Um, and that whole song is just talking about that. And now coming up from the from the Christian perspective, I initially started dealing with that when we were talking about the Bible and no one ever try to get me to understand that you know well there are people that look like me that were in the bible and then when i started doing my own research and i think i shared with you all my book on it i recognized yeah. that not only were was people that look like me in the bible we were the majority of the people in the bible versus the right. the images that we were given of, of of whites and caucasians and all of that so i love what you all did here and and and, it, and, and the good thing is that it's also inclusive of of many many people um i tell you what i'm gonna see if anyone wants to call in i didn't get a number earlier if you want to call in and join the conversation you can give us a call at one 800 Eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. And Tommy, you mentioned something about being cis artists. Uh, I need you to define that because I'm clear in understanding of it only because you know my my profession. I've taken a lot of training classes, but what do you mean by that? Since uh, gendered is a term uh, for uh, someone like myself who is who identifies as a male um, with male organs and identifies as um, he. And, or him okay um uh you know they say that the that your your sex is different than how you identify mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's that's what you know someone who uh is attracted to the opposite sex is is cisgendered um someone that is you know like myself like caitlin mm-hmm. um i'm not even gonna assume who you, you know what i mean yeah right. so like uh that's what a cis gendered uh, person is okay and then the, and i say the opposite i don't want to make it like it's a polar opposite uh but then right that's binary right yeah what would be the other categories in that area um, or is um it, you say cisgender gender non-conforming yes non-gender exactly. non-conforming right non-binary yeah. um you know the binary is that they say we got to be he or she, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a real resistance to that binary. Now that I know uh, the facts about it, you okay, know? right? And well, especially, we, you know, we started this conversation talking about colonization too, right? Yes. I know it's children's music, and people are like, "What? What are y'all doing?" Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what we learned too is like, if we look this um, back in time, and uh, you, you, we can't do that. So easily, but if we look before um, slavery colonization, we're looking at much more gender plurality. So I think that that resistance time you're mentioning too is also like, why am I going to adhere to something that also is dependent on a slave capitalist society? Um, we're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> so. well. 
again, once you get a little access to that like space for freedom of thought, it's like, right. well, I, you need that freedom. I need that freedom. Right. Well, I, I'm going to have to, um, we're going to go to another break and I have my other guest here. I want to thank you all again for the Good. wonderful work and the pioneering work that you all are doing. Uh, Uncle Devin's show is always in support. Go to the alphabetrockers.com, uh, purchase the CD. Tommy, Caitlin, thank you very much for being uh, for coming you. on the show today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stay tuned for uh, Leroy Nesbitt with the Black Student Fund coming up in 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOF, 95.9 FM. And we're back. Welcome to uh, the Uncle Devin Show. Um, we had just a wonderful um, uh, first guest. I want to thank uh, Caitlin and Tommy with the Alphabet Rockers for doing their wonderful work. And I'm glad to be able to present this to you. You're listening to the Uncle Devin Show, a show dedicated to eradicating what I call music adultification, uh, where we try and where we will... Uh, music adultification is where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. This show is to educate parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music plays in a child's development and how you can help take back uh, our children's music listening experience. Uh, today's show, as I mentioned, is brought to you by the Black Student Fund and the Latino Student Fund, but I'll say the Black Student Fund. Uh, uh, and... The, the when you you know the one good thing about you know uh, we have the the host that's here uh, they have the upcoming 47th annual uh, independent school fair and it's sponsored by the black the black and Latino student funds uh, it's on September 29th 2019 from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Washington Washington at the Walter Washington Convention Center um, and I am honored to have the executive director um, here on the show today, Mr. Leroy Nesbitt Jr. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Good afternoon, Uncle Devin. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. You know, I'm so glad that the the forces of the, the creation put us back in con- in connection. We I had the pleasure of um, I don't know I think it may have been the 44th annual conference where I had a chance to um, perform at the convention, uh, and I was blown away because I had no idea that this this actually existed. Uh, the fact that it's at the convention center will let you know how many people come out to this. And it was packed of beautiful people that were from Washington, D.C. area that were coming to get some support. So, uh, Lee, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Black Student Fund. How long have you been there? And what, what is your overall mission? The, the, the fund was, a, was an outproduct of parents in the 1960s mm-hmm. who felt that the independent schools in this area – uh, and independent schools includes all types of schools, mm-hmm. but basically they're just schools that are not receiving public funding. Okay, would that include uh, charters as well? It doesn't include public charters that receive. Okay, they, that's right. They they receive. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. okay, I gotcha. So the uh, pretty much the in, independent schools that you say that don't receive the, the federal funds. Okay, correct. Mm-hmm. This group of parents felt that these schools ought to integrate in the spirit of Brown versus Board of Education. Mm -hmm. They felt, and rightfully so, that all students and educators benefited when there was a diverse and inclusive classroom. Mm -hmm. So they made it their business to challenge independent schools in the Washington area Mm -hmm. to open their doors to then primarily Mm African-Americans. Now, of course, those schools work hard to attract people of all kinds of backgrounds. And that's why I'm proud to say that for the 47th annual Mm -hmm. Black Student Fund, Latino Student Fund School Fair, we have a partner in the Latino Student Fund. They they also serve the community by helping Latino and Hispanic families Mm -hmm. find their place in success at independent schools. Mm, okay. Okay. So the organization was founded to bring about educational opportunity in independent schools for children of color. And over 50 years, it has it has grown mm-hmm. into an organization that works with thousands of people every year. And our largest public outreach event is the school fair, which mm-hmm. we've been doing for over 40-some years. Mm-hmm. Again, at the as you mentioned, at the D.C. Convention Center on September 29th. Mm-hmm. This event is simple in format and powerful in outcome. Okay. 
The families come to speak directly with representatives of independent schools. Mm -hmm. That includes the 50-plus member schools who are part of the Black Student Fund. Mm -hmm. That includes other local independent schools who are not members of the fund, our fund, but maybe members of a Latino student fund. That includes boarding schools from across the nation. Mm -hmm. And then some unique educational organizations in the city that find our fair a great opportunity to connect with parents. Mm -hmm. We we have three two to three thousand people come every year, um, all ages. Mm -hmm. The schools that will be there will be of all different types. Schools that are parts of the Archdiocese of Washington, who actually will be represented. The Archdiocese of Washington schools will be there. Okay, so so pretty much any Catholic school, or well not any, but that that will be considered independent as well in most instances. Absolutely, yes. there okay. are. BSF member schools that are a part of the Archdiocese of Washington, and that's why the Archdiocese, in addition to those schools coming, mm -hmm. the Archdiocese will have a table there mm -hmm. so that people can learn about Catholic educational opportunities in the area. Okay. So the, okay. the, the fair is an opportunity for families to talk one-on-one -on -one with representatives from schools, kindergarten through 12th grade, all different types of schools, mm -hmm. but also to talk with other educators. We also have some workshops, which I'll mm -hmm. tell you about a little later. Okay. Well, you know, the one thing about Brown versus Board of Education is that that law specifically spoke to public schools, and it said that uh, the public, especially on the state level, that public schools could not segregate uh, based on race, but it did not necessarily have impact. Uh, 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 the the stretch to connect to private schools. So one of the missions that I can, from what I'm hearing and what I understand from what you all do was to help make sure that there was integration uh, in those um, in, independent schools as well as the public schools. Yeah, that, that's correct. Mm -hmm. there, uh, um, the independent schools um, don't discriminate for many reasons, but mm -hmm. they are not um, subject to the same legal process mm -hmm. that public schools were that mm -hmm. led to the Brown decision. Okay. But in the spirit of that decision and understanding the appropriateness of the, mm -hmm. that decision and its correctness, mm -hmm. those schools began a course 50-some years ago. Yes. And some of the schools that were with us 50-some years ago are still with us. Okay. We've grown, but, yeah. but yes, okay. uh, these schools are engaging issues of diversity and inclusion um, because they understand that that makes them places of excellence. They understand that that makes them places that are attractive to the community. Mm -hmm. And they understand the, their educational responsibility is to have a diverse learning environment for all kids. Mm -hmm. right. right. So while the fund focuses many of its programs and efforts on families of color and children of color across this region, mm -hmm. we also work directly with the schools to make sure that those schools or creating environments where students of color can be successful. Well, you're listening to Leroy Nesbitt, Jr., Executive Director of the Black Student Fund, and we're talking about the upcoming Black and Latino Student Fund Independent School Fair on September 29th, uh, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. If you want to join the conversation, <clears throat> or if you have a question uh, for Leroy, give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. That's one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six. So, if someone wants to attend or want to, want to get more information about the conference, uh, where can they go uh, to get that information? Well, first of all, the conference is free. Okay, that's there's, right. There's no charge to participate. Okay. Uh, on the Black Student Fund website is the you can register for the conference, uh, which will be done via an Eventbrite link. Mm -hmm. uh, the website for the Black Student Fund is www dot black student fund all one word dot org okay. www.blackstudentfund.org and we're saying fund for those who may think we're saying having fun no we're talking about f-u-n-d the fund itself now are you in a nonprofit organization we are we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization okay yes. wonderful and how long have you been been working in there i've been there about six years okay and um you know again when i went to the conference uh I, it may have been three to four years ago i can't remember when I really was blown away at the level of participation um, and, and uh, the number of people that actually showed up. Um, so when people come, they can talk directly to schools. Um, part of your mission, I believe, was also to help um, your targeted audience are students in the Washington, D.C. area. 
Is that correct, or do you go even beyond that? How do how do how do you? We're, you're correct. That? We're mm-hmm. DMV based. Okay. Okay. The school the, the majority of schools that will be attending mm-hmm. will be schools that are in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Okay. And we okay. have we'll have a fair number from each jurisdiction. Okay. However, we do have a few boarding schools coming. Okay. About ten boarding schools that mm-hmm. are up in that are across the country. Okay. Uh, some interesting pl- places. We have. Uh, a boarding school com- coming from Miami, Florida, hmm. that it has the uh, the touts a STEM and technology campus that is different than any other place. It's a wow. high school. Uh, we have special we have schools coming that serve students with special needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have schools coming that are K four. Okay. We have some nursery schools coming. We have a number of schools that will be there that are high school. Okay. We have schools that are 6-8. We have schools that are part of the Catholic tradition. We have schools mm-hmm. that are part of the um, Episcopal education tradition. Mm-hmm. We have schools that are, that are non-denominational, mm-hmm. but have as, as, as their core, in their core, mm-hmm. uh, religion mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and theology. So and a variety of backgrounds. So it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's like coming to a buffet or a grocery oh, store. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I just want to say that um, you were there several years ago after we met mm-hmm. in recognition of what you said earlier about the importance of age-appropriate music, and, mm-hmm. and we try to have some fun. Yes. So I know that when you were there performing, there were some kids up dancing mm-hmm. and moving around. Right. And uh, this year... As a as a as a, a different piece and mm-hmm. an add on piece, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a STEM pavilion, Uncle Dan. Oh, wonderful! A STEM pavilion. We're gonna have okay. a STEM area. Yeah. What was we'll, that? Yeah. Explain that a little bit. Well, the STEM pavilion will have people um, of a variety of backgrounds, with a heavy representation of people of color, who can share their careers in STEM, as well as some specialty tables. The federal government will have some tables from NOAA. Uh, National Office of Atmospheric Administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FAA will be ha- be there to talk about their STEM programs. Mm-hmm. We'll also have uh, a table of black and Latino engineers. Mm-hmm. We'll have a, a representative from the Smithsonian oh, and wow. their STEM programs. Yes. We'll also have an area where you, kids can do hands-on robotics. Mm. They can also do some simulation. Right. Um, with drones, they'll wow. be able to do some virtual stuff with computers. Okay, we're going to have a group of table there from uh, featuring veterinarians from the famed Tuskegee Vet School. Wow, we'll also have some a couple of other science-oriented tables, and there'll be a couple of BSF scholars there mm-hmm. to show what they do with STEM learning. And BSF will be there with our to demonstrate our coding program that we do, mm-hmm. uh, teaching kids. Python coding and video game making. Oh, okay. Wow. Again, if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. You're listening to Leroy Nesbitt, uh, Executive Director of the Black Student Fund. Now, Leroy, you mentioned that you all provide financial assistance and support services uh, to students and families in this area. Talk a little bit more about the financial part. Um, I know that there will be... uh, Families being able to talk directly to schools, I'm sure there there's some things that they can work out there. But how, if someone is interested in trying to find some financial assistance, well, how do you all help with that? Come to the school fair. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's two, three pieces that, mm-hmm. ways that people can easily get information about how to pay for mm-hmm. uh, K-12 education in independent school, which is can be pricey. Yes. And there's a wide range of prices amongst the different institutions Mm -hmm. so to begin with you will by coming to the event and having a one-on-one conversation with the school you can find out what financial aid is available in the school what kind of grants are available what kind of payment plans are available and what are the financial expectations Mm -hmm. every independent school is somewhat different right and they have differing procedures and they have a wide range and differing numbers of resources Okay. So the one-on-one conversation with the school reps, they'll be prepared to talk about financial aid. Now, we know that the there are many people coming who want to know how to pay for it. So we have a workshop. Yes. That day at 415, mm-hmm. the admissions director at director of admissions at the Sidwell Friends School and a senior member of the staff of Serving Our Children. 
for some of you who may know or some of you don't, Serving Our Children is a D.C.-based organization that works on educational issues, and they administer the voucher, D.C.'s voucher program. That program provides money for students coming from a government source that can be used at an independent school. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's competitive, mm-hmm. and the pool is limited, but there is this government source, and Mr. Kevin Mills, uh, who works at the Serving for Our Children, mm-hmm. will be on the panel with the representative, the admissions director of Sidwell Friends, and they're going to walk through families through how to pay for it. Okay. There's also another workshop that looks at the broader issue. Okay, and I'm going to ask you to hold one moment. I'm going to take a quick break. I want to come back and talk more about those uh, those wonderful workshops. I sat in one the last time, and uh, the scholarship, what was it? The group, it was a company called The Scholarship uh, oh, I can't remember, but they did a wonderful job. Scholarship Center. The, the Scholarship Center, yes. In fact, we still stay in contact. And, um, you know, parents and families, whatever, come out to this conference, um, to the to the convention center on September 29th, 2019. It's free. It's free of charge. It's a wonderful time to get down there on September 29th. But we're going to give more information. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, the different workshops that you can experience when you come to the conference. You're listening to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM where information is power. We're back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show um, here on WL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, uh, where information is power. Uh, This is the Uncle Devin Show where we empower parents, teachers, guardians, and our community to take back control of our children's music listening experience uh, by educating you about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development. Uh, We come to you every Monday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And you can listen to us live on the uh, uh, the News Talk radio app as well as, well, well, I guess, the WOL DC News uh, app. And also, you can also check us out on Simple Radio and just go to uh, uh, WOL. Today's show, again, again is brought to you by the Black Student Fund. And I have as my um, guest the executive director of the Black Student Fund, uh, Leroy Nesbitt, Jr. Uh, and the Black Student Fund provides financial assistance and support services to Washington, D.C., metropolitan area, African-American students, grades pre-kindergarten to 12, and their families. Join them again for their 47th annual uh, school fair that's uh, taking place at the Washington Convention Center on September 27th, 2019. And we are now just talking a little bit about the workshops. Uh, if you want to, if you have any questions, you want to ask him, look, this is a hard man to catch up with. So you can call in and ask him any question that you want. Uh, he's not hard to catch up with. Uh, that's just my little ad to get you to call in. Uh, you can call in at 1-800- 450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. So, Leroy, you were about to explain some more about some of the other workshops at the conference. Yes. The workshops are designed so that people who may or may not be familiar with the process of thinking about and picking the right school, applying to the right school, seeking financial aid, and having success at the at, at that school, mm-hmm. we want them to, to be prepared to think about the wholeness of the independent independent school experience. So mm-hmm. we have a bunch of workshops. Okay. We have a workshop that's led by the Latino Student Fund, again, our partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find, you can Google the Latino Student Fund to get their website, and I encourage you to do so. They do many exciting things, Uncle Devin, including a phenomenal mm-hmm. tutoring program on Saturday mornings. Okay, with, wonderful. With hundreds of kids. Um, they, But the Latino Student Fund will do a, a, a 101 style workshop on the basics of thinking about independent schools. Mm. So we'll have that workshop. We'll have a workshop by Dr. Linda McGee of Linda McGee and Associates mm-hmm. discussing the independent school testing. Many independent schools require a test of some sort, even for the small kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she administers the test and she will talk about that test. Mm-hmm. She herself administers the test, but also has a learn, been a learning specialist in one of our member schools. Okay. Uh, we will also have Dr. Rona Frederick, 
an education professor at, at Catholic University and graduate of, of an independent school here in, in the area, the Bullis School. She will be present on picking the right school. We want families to think about the right fit for their child, and there are many types of schools. So what Dr. Frederick does is give, give people a rubric and a pathway mm-hmm. for looking at their family, looking at their child, and being able to identify the type of school that would respond to what their family needs. Okay, okay. We also have, I mentioned, the financial aid workshop. We also have a workshop from, with representatives from the Nora School and the Lab School. Mm-hmm. Those are schools that specialize in students with, with differing learning styles. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're independent schools, right? but they, they work with students who have a, a myriad of learning challenges mm-hmm. to meet those challenges and address those opportunities. Okay. We also will have a workshop on, from Mr. Mark Baker, a financial analyst, analyst mm-hmm. who will discuss you know, paying for all of this, not just the independent school tuition, but paying for college. Oh, okay. So it's beyond just the, you know. So we want want people to know about that. And, you know, we will have at the event um, in our vendor area where we have others, we will have people from the Job Corps. Mm -hmm. We will have people from DC 529, Mm -hmm. which is the college savings program. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll also have some, we'll have Kevin Mills from Serving Our Children will have a table. Mm -hmm. I mentioned the Archdiocese of Washington will have a table to talk about the Catholic school experience. Then we're going to have some fun things, too. We're going to have a raffle Mm -hmm. uh, for the ladies for a glamour piece. There'll be 10, 10 lucky women who have the opportunity to work with Nina Renee Beauty, and they'll do a little quick makeup and a photo shoot. Okay, wow. And it's a little fun. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, you know, and so we'll, we'll have some fun while we're giving out information mm-hmm. and giving people an opportunity to learn about the Black Student Fund. Uh, our, our process for admission for the families that are part of our organization we won't begin until December, but we'll have information about that at the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it will be a, uh, a multifaceted event um, for families to think about uh, when it, when in terms of what's the best education for their child and to, mm-hmm. and to make real this opportunity for independent education. You know, Uncle Devin, mm-hmm. um, the uh, schools in this area, of the 70 top independent schools in this mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. there's more than $20 million being spent by them on families, wow. African-American families in terms of financial aid. Okay, wow. And that number may be on the small side after you calculate and add in uh, funding that's provided through the Catholic, the, the many ways that the Catholic Church mm-hmm. assists assist students in their schools, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then a few other private organizations mm-hmm. around town who do this work. You know, what I find, um, you know, I do a lot of, um, go to a lot of seminars by the city of D.C. for small business. And many times in talking with city officials, they talk about the fact that there's so many resources out here that people are not taking advantage of. Have you found that um, in terms of the capacity of people coming in and and, um, taking advantage of it, you, you have great numbers at the conference, but is it where you want it to be? Is there even more room for people to come in and, and participate? It, do, are, is money left on the table sometimes? Now, I know you may not know that, but from the schools, where people are not coming forward to take advantage of these opportunities. Uh, yeah, we want, we, we're, we'd like to see 5,000 people there. Okay, great. Okay. We, we'd like to see families of all backgrounds recognize that this event is a chance for them to think about right. this. There are a couple of, if you have children in this area, I, I think there are two or three must events Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For you to learn about education, right? Um, ours is the one that I, mm-hmm. I I look at in the fall, and I, I talk to families about and encourage families to attend the event every spring, mm-hmm. early spring that, that the DC Public Schools does yes. usually over at the Armory, yes, where they showcase all of the public and charter schools in the District of Columbia. Absolutely, uh, we're we're lucky in this area to have these type of events. For families to go to and get the information Absolutely. about the schools, yeah, because some places don't. The even Catholic have schools it. have have an event too. Oh, okay. Every okay. spring, the Catholic schools have a have a school fair for the Catholic high schools. Okay. Wow. Um, so you'll get if you come to our school fair, you'll get all that information. Mm-hmm. We ha- we hand out a little guide. Okay. And the guide is a reference for the day, mm-hmm. but it's really a tabletop reference for the full year. Okay. There's information about all the schools on there. 
the many of the ads the ads that are in there are mm-hmm. actually things that we want you to know about mm-hmm. in terms of opportunities for your children mm-hmm. uh, programs and so there's a, there's 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 never enough information in an age of school choice and we are in the age of school choice and mm-hmm. i i, I want to sit here and say also to your uncle Devin, this is a, a particularly exciting week to be here uh, i hope everybody knows this is hbcu week yes and so the historically black colleges and universities of america are in town mm. to talk about their work and their role in the education of, of not only the african-american community mm-hmm. but americans uh, of all types and backgrounds right so this is, you know, this is September is a back to school month. Yes, but it's a time for us, for people to be thinking about what the next year is going to look like mm-hmm. in terms of their applications for independent schools. So pre uh, pre K uh, generally starts at what age? Would you? Well, there's all kind of pre K. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have pre K two. We have pre K three. We have pre K four. Historically, mm-hmm. that was the that was four to five year old age mm-hmm. before you begin kindergarten, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, we we've got different variety of schools. We have a couple of schools that are coming that end in fourth grade mm-hmm. or end in pre-K. Mm-hmm. So they specialize in children who are not too old, two two or three years old. Okay, and they there are there are programmatic act- activities, and then of course, the the Black Student Fund member school population includes some Montessori schools mm-hmm. that also mm-hmm. begin students at a younger age, maybe mm-hmm. than a traditional public school. Well, see, I have a, a, a great nephew, so I guess I may have to change my name to the Great Uncle Devin Show. Uh, but uh, he's one years old, and I, I know my, his parents uh, listening will probably watch this. Now, I know you may not have anything for one-year-olds, but is it important for parents at that early age to even come in preparation for when their child is at that age to go to, if, if you know, go to a school and if they're considering going to an independent school? Well, first of all, let me say, bring your children to the school fair. Bring the, yes. Bring, bring your your ch- strollers if your children are of that age group. Right. Mm-hmm. But yes, because a couple of things. One is to understand what are the, the types of schools that are out there mm-hmm. and to begin to think about the, those types of schools, but also for that one-year parent of a one-year-old, mm-hmm. We also want them to be thinking about the admissions process. Like, for instance, they need to go to the seminar with Linda McGee that talks about testing. Oh, okay, okay. But, and let me just say a couple more things okay. about our organization. Yeah. Uh, we have a gala coming up, so check, out, check yeah. that out. I was going to ask you about the gala and how people can support and maybe make donations to what you all do. And We only have less than about a minute left, so if you can kind of capture www.blackstudentfund.org. Okay. We have a donate page, and we rely on donations from the public. Okay. Uh, we are encouraging donations. We're actually soliciting. If you want to help us for the school fair and mm-hmm. you're not, uh, you'd like to give us $20, there's a patron donation. Mm-hmm. And by your $20, in essence, helps underwrite the participation of one of our families. Okay. Our gala is at the Arena Stage this year. Oh, We okay. do things in the arts, and yes. it's on October 5th at the Arena Stage. For a play, we're going to be having a get dinner and having a viewing of the play Jitney. Okay, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I tell you what, go to the blackstudentfund.org for more information. Leroy, thank you for uh, being a wonderful guest, and I'm glad we reconnected. I look forward to working with you, and I hope to see everyone. Let me know that you go down and support the conference, uh, the uh, convention uh, on September 29th. This is Uncle Devin, the Uncle Devin Show, and remember, life is a drum, so beat it. <laughs>